attitude, and disrespect. Those are two of the most commonly cited struggles for parents who come into our Facebook group. Welcome to the club, right? If your teen isn't snarky, I'd be more concerned because they would be extremely unusual. But just because we all deal with it certainly doesn't make it any less of an issue. So why are they like this? And what do we do about this type of behavior? Stay with me because we're going to talk about your teen with the attitude. This is Speaking of Teens, the podcast that helps parents who are struggling to find peace and connection with their teens. My name is Ann Coleman. I'm an attorney turned parent educator and a mom who's been there. And I want to help you build a stronger relationship and decrease the conflict with your kid so you can help them grow into the young adult they're meant to be. So first of all, what do we even mean when we say our kid's attitude or that they're being disrespectful? Lisa Damore in Untangled, her book on adolescent girls, says that she prefers to use the word polite rather than respect because respect can be too abstract of a concept to be enforced. Polite is just easier to understand, and I tend to agree. But I've learned that the definition of respect or politeness can also depend on the parent. And the more you lean towards the controlling, authoritarian style of parenting, the more behavior you're likely to consider to be disrespectful. So really be careful that you're not overreacting to their behavior. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But first, let's make the distinction between your teen being rude in the middle of an emotional meltdown or a tirade and being rude in the car or on the way home from the game. These situations are not the same as far as how you might respond. When they're in the middle of big emotions, you need to concentrate on the emotion, on connecting with them in that moment, listening and acknowledging and helping them work through it. It's not the time to correct their behavior, but you can always address it later after the storm has passed. So what happens often is that your kid will end up apologizing before you even make your way around back to them to discuss this. But if they don't apologize, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with them. You can go ahead and in one sentence, let them know that what they said was hurtful or rude or not nice, however you want to say it, and that you really hope that next time they can express how they feel without using those words or making such remarks. That's enough. More than that, and it becomes a lecture. But we're talking today about regular old run-of-the-mill, not having a meltdown type of behavior. They just didn't like what you said and gave you an eye roll or answered your question very sarcastically, or maybe they ignored you completely or said something jokingly that really hurt. You know the type of behavior I'm talking about. So why do they do this? What evolutionary or developmental purpose could this kind of behavior possibly advance? Well, most of it falls under that big old umbrella of individuation. You may have heard me say it before, but it's certainly worth hearing again. 
teens are trying to learn who they are and are becoming their own person, separate and apart from you. They're trying to show you that they know as much, if not more, than you do and are absolutely not a little kid anymore. They put all their value right now in their friends. Their friends are at the top of the pyramid and you're way down at the bottom. There's this innate sense that they need to push you away to make it clear that they don't need you the same way that they did when they were a child, that you don't really know who they are anymore. As Damore points out in her book, girls in particular have a really special way of doing this to their mothers that can hurt to the core. They know those specific vulnerabilities they can key in on. And they have a knack for saying things in a joking manner that still has the same bite and makes you wonder if she really even knew what she was saying. She did. But boys do this pushing away thing a little bit differently. They are just a little more upfront about it. If they want to say something hurtful, you usually know they mean what they say. And another reason that our teens can be so rude and mean and unappreciative, I think everyone groups that under disrespectful as well, it's because of that super sensitive amygdala. We've talked about it before. The emotional center of their brain, their threat detector, is always on alert. So teens are quick to be annoyed, frustrated, angry, which in turn causes their impolite behavior. They pop off a snarky remark before they even have time to think about it. And the reason is the rational thinking part of the brain, the part that controls executive functions like using self-control and making good decisions, it's still a work in progress. But as that part of the brain becomes more fully functional towards their mid-20s, the snarky snide comments really go downhill. So it gets better. And I'll link to some episodes about this as well. So their emotional sensitivity is a real problem for us and for them. Because as I've seen many times, they don't want to feel that way either. They don't want to feel that way any more than you want to deal with the way they're acting. Their moodiness and grumpiness baffles them too. And it's even worse if your teen is under a lot of stress. And if it develops into anxiety, which it can easily do. I think I just mentioned this recently, but... Just remember that your teen is without a doubt under a ton of stress. School, friends, romantic relationships, social media, us, it's a lot and it's all they know. You can't say, well, they don't know stress because they don't have a job and kids and a mortgage to pay. That's just wrong. Because teens haven't ever done any of these things. They only know the stress that they know. And they know it's stressful. So do not compare stress. Theirs is real. And school is especially stressful. They have to be on all day long. Rushing from class to class, eating lunch at ungodly times, being called out for things they may or may not have done, trying to keep up, trying not to look stupid, not even being allowed to go to the bathroom when they need to. It's crazy. So when they get home in the afternoons, they are done. 
It's like they've been in this tight little ball all day long and they just can't do it a minute longer. A lot of the time, that's when we get the snark and the attitude. Something else to remember, especially when you're feeling unappreciated because of a snide comment or an especially unkind dig, teens have not fully developed their ability to empathize. I've seen this up close and personal many times. You think, how can they say that to me? What on earth are they thinking? Surely they'll apologize. They can't mean that. Well, maybe they do and maybe they don't. But either way, they're not really concerned much of the time about how it sounded or how it made us feel. This is why they sometimes come off as heartless, cold, and mean. They can be empathetic some of the times, or to their friends, or to the dog, just not always us. Teens can also be impolite or rude when their autonomy is threatened. Did you just ask them a question that embarrassed them in front of a friend? Did you demand that they clean their room this minute? Did you tell them you wouldn't let them cut their hair the way they wanted to? If you're criticizing, correcting, scolding, reminding, teasing, all of these things can provoke a snarky comment or a jerky comment because all of these things threaten their autonomy. I'll link to episode 15 for more on autonomy and individuation. But think about your timing, the way you say something, how many times you've already said it, And remember that teens often interpret neutral comments, facial expressions, and tone as negative because of their oversensitive amygdala, that emotional center of the brain. So while you might think that a reminder to clean out their backpack is not a big deal, that's not how they interpret it. And that joke about their new haircut? Not funny. Teens can also be very rude if they didn't get enough sleep last night, and they rarely get enough sleep. They should be getting at least nine and a quarter hours of sleep a night, but their brains and the school start times don't really allow for that. The part of their brain that makes them sleepy puts it off by at least a couple of hours now, and when they don't get their sleep, their amygdala is much easier to activate than usual which means grumpiness squared, kind of like when they were a toddler, remember, and didn't get their nap. I'll link to episode 58 on sleep, and you can listen to that. So ultimately, our teens are rude to us because they know it's safe. They know we're not going anywhere. They know we'll love them anyway, even if we're not going to tolerate their disrespectful behavior. So what are you supposed to do when your teen smarts off, talks back, or they're just plain mean? First of all, it's a good idea, if this is happening often, to have a conversation about it. Back in episode 16, we talked about how to approach problem behavior in a collaborative manner, how to state the problem, ask them what's up, and try to see how you can help them resolve it. Maybe they've been going through something with a friend or a romantic interest, or maybe they've just been feeling really anxious lately. They may need to see a counselor or be evaluated, but you wouldn't know that unless you start the conversation. 
So this is a really good time to address your family's rules and values around how you treat each other and talk to each other. You might want to refer to episode 22 on that and let them know what the natural consequences are of being snarky and rude all the time and that there's potential for conflict there every time they do that and for hurt feelings and disconnection between the two of you that you really don't want. And again, we're not talking about a lecture here. You're trying to figure out if there's something you can do to help and expressing clear boundaries around this sort of behavior. Make it short, make it sweet. So that's great. But what do you do in the moment when it's happening? Well, I really think that that depends truly on the situation. Of course, as always, you have to stay calm. Do not let this send you and your teen down a dark hole. There's no reason to raise your voice. There's no reason to become especially upset. And if you do, you need to remove yourself from the situation for a few minutes, if possible. If you treat their rudeness by yelling or shaming or calling their character into question, you're modeling the exact behavior you don't want to see in them. So be really careful. Now, if your teen is being rude, but they're generally doing what they're supposed to be doing, let's say they're stomping around the house or rolling their eyes or just generally being huffy and puffy, you should really just ignore it. Calling out slights like this will only throw fuel on a fire that hasn't quite started yet. If you want to fight, that's a great way to start one. And it can be really hard to ignore when it's in front of other family or friends, but resist the temptation to show these other people that you don't put up with that kind of behavior because frankly, it's none of their business and it won't look any better if you make a scene. You can also use humor. Do your best to understand what's going on and that it's not really about you. So don't take it personally. And instead, maybe you can find something that will turn the moment into something funny. For example, if they criticize you, jump in there with some self-deprecating comment that would make them laugh. We don't have to take everything so seriously. Throwing a little humor on it can really diffuse an otherwise awkward moment. And if you can't do that and it was something truly hurtful, you can call it out by saying something like, wow, that hurt or ouch. And if it's really curt or rude, you can say something like, I'm going to let you try that again, or take another stab at that, or I know that's not what you really meant to say. Let's take a do-over. Anything like that will let them know straight away that what they said was not acceptable. But if you throw in your sarcasm or an attitude along with it, then everything's going to fall apart. So the big, excuse me, you don't talk to me that way. That was my favorite, by the way, but that's not going to help anything. It really isn't. You're just going to set off their amygdala and then you're in for an argument. And don't jump in with a lecture either. Don't stop them mid-sentence and say, we've talked about this before. You can't talk to me that way. I'm your parent. And don't get defensive and argue with them about the mean or snarky thing they said. 
if they say something like, you just don't want me to have nice clothes. Why are you like this? I think you want to be a teenager yourself or whatever. Do not engage. Do not take the bait. As a matter of fact, this might even be one of those comments that you could simply ignore. And at any point, you can say, let's talk later. Let them know that you're feeling uncalm right now and that you need to think. Because guess what? You can put things off. This is not an emergency. Always remember that. You've got time to address something. It is not an emergency. If you overreact and give them consequences or something, you've ruined an opportunity to let them self-correct or to have a short conversation about it or to tell them that they've hurt you. Bottom line, remember that you cannot make them act a certain way. They have to learn how and they have to want to learn If you make it about doing what you say or else, they will rebel against it. Your relationship, your connection is where your strength is here. Keep your connection by not taking this and blowing it into something it isn't. All right, that's it for Speaking of Teens today. I hope that I gave you something to think about and provided a little bit of value for you there so you can get through these next few years of snide and rude comments and remarks. So if this helped a little bit, please do share it with a friend. If you want to talk a little bit about some of these issues, please come join our Facebook group. The link is at the very bottom of the show description, right where you're listening. And I'll have all the links to every episode I mentioned, and maybe even some parenting guides in the show notes. Again, that link is right there where you're listening. All right, until next time, remember, a little change goes a long way.